You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right, it's another edition of the WCV Podcast, episode 197. Uh, it's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Not much, man. Just enjoying hockey, you know? Hockey season is here. It's here. Uh, it's it's beautiful. It is great having games on almost every day, except we got just thrown in, and then Sunday was a, a no games. No. Which sucked. But we are in the thick of it once again. Uh, Blackhawks have had three games so far, and I think people are going to be pleasantly – or not pleasant. I don't know. We'll touch on that too because I don't know how people feel about the Blackhawks right now. And, yeah. and we're, we're, we're going to talk about that. So let's just get into Hawks talk uh, real quick here. First news, uh, you know, housekeeping here. Vlasic sent down to Rockford. Apparently, he he reason he wasn't playing with the with the big club was because he blocked a shot or something in practice and, and was injured. That's what somebody said. I never saw any confirmation on that though, so take that for what it is. But okay. you know, him going down to Rockford, I I think it's too late. He should have probably should have been down there for a Rockford season opener. No, eh. <laughs> I don't really I don't really think it matters. I mean. Like we keep saying, like get the more ice time down in Rockford, but yeah. it's like once you have enough guys down there, it's like you're not going to be getting like first time minutes for a lot of these guys. Like I'm sure you can rotate them and give them about like pretty equal minutes because you're I don't know if you're going to really have anybody that like Seth Jones who's getting like probably 24 minutes plus like a night. Like yeah. not going to be have anybody doing that in Rockford. I would assume you'd want to just kind of evenly disperse the minutes amongst the youngsters, but. Rockford what definitely needs, definitely needs D though. They uh they won the first game five four in overtime, but they had to come back. They were down I think four to one at one point in that game, and then they got shut out four nothing their second yes. game. Oh so damn! They uh definitely need some defense uh on that end there. So with how that's really all the news I think that came out regarding like you know roster moves and anything like that. So let's just take a look real quick at the uh the hockey that was played. Yeah. Back-to-back years, the Chicago Blackhawks opened their season off on the road in Colorado. This time it was against the defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, not just the Colorado Avalanche. Um, Yeah. Highlight for me, honestly, happened before the game even started, was Jack Johnson was on the bench by himself during the whole ceremony, banner raising ceremony, and then Colorado called him over to – to join them as the as the banner was being raised, I thought that was so cool. That he was all he was all giddy watching the video on the bench. <laughs> yeah. He was like a little kid, and what's really cool too is he did um, an interview with the the new Hawks play by play guy. Um, was it Chris um, Fosters? Fosters, and he was saying that Taves actually said, "Hey, if you want it, you know the team's with you. We'll be on the bench with you during the ceremony, so you don't have to sit there alone." kind of thing too and he's like no 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 go focus he goes i know all that so he's like it's just kind of that's one little thing tool too that kind of shows like what kind of guy tases and and what everybody talks about all his stats his stats his stats but like stuff like that you know the leadership and and, you know being that that leader in the locker room is stuff that you just doesn't show up on the score sheet yeah um then 
yeah, then uh, the game gets going and uh, Hawks go down one nothing. But halfway through, I mean, they played pretty decent the first you know ten minutes or so. They were they're holding Colorado to their own. Um, Cagliano gets on the board first uh, for Colorado, and then Hawks go on a power play, which we all dread usually. But Hawks score on the first power play of the season, and yeah. who puts it in? The captain, baby, Jonathan Taze scores the first goal for the Chicago Blackhawks of the 22-23 season, and uh, he was fucking pumped. It was backdoor beauty. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a wide-open fucking net. The whole the, the way the whole play went down was pretty great. It was just Athanasio just I, I don't remember if he like did like a little just spun back around in the like near the corner going towards the net, but just threw it back to Kurashev and then Kurashev just had the wide the widest lane just cross the like yeah. uh across the top of the circles like between the top of the circles to like mid part of the circles and Taze just had a wide open net. And <laughs> like uh, all right, like it couldn't have looked any easier. It was crazy. Yeah, it was it was great to see Tazy on the board that quick. It took him 26 games, I believe, last year to get at his first goal of the season. So getting yeah. a game one is is clutch. Um, after that, it just Colorado goes on a 3-0 run. Um, funny funny fact about that. Besides the first goal of the game, every single goal scored this game was a power play goal. Yeah, it was it was brutal. <laughs> yeah. There, I don't how many penalties did the Hawks end up having? Uh, it was really six cool. penalties. Yeah. And Evelyn scored on four of those. That's, I think that's one of the I, things we kind of hinted on in, before the season was just like they, if they want to stay in these games close, like they're going to need to stay out of the box. But the Hawks, we also said, could have a pretty dangerous power play, and they went on and went two for three on the power play as well. So yeah, Max Stolme too gets on the board with the power play. His first. That's another guy that I think he really needed to get off to a, a hot start and yeah. get that first one out of the way and just, just let it go. And it was a beauty too. It was just skating hard to the net and Tyler Johnson just feeds him and he just gets a little stick on it and goes far side. And it's like, okay, I can, so, I can get used to that. And I mean, it's hard enough. Like you're playing the Stanley cup, like defending Stanley cup champions and like who's expected to basically make it all the way again. Like they're, like people already pencil, yeah, people already penciled him in as a repeat. Yeah, and we're kind of penciled in as one of the last place teams. So having majority of these goals be on the power play against and for is like it wasn't bad because five on five they really stuck with them. And here's and, so, yeah, talk about five on five. So Peter Morazic played this game for the Hawks. He faced 35 shots. Yeah. Let up or he faced 35 shot. He saved 30 of them. He went 24 for 25, five on five. Yeah. Like he was playing great hockey. It's not even the fact that the four of those were power play goals. It's also four of them were tippins. Yeah. Where it's like, what are you going to do about that, man? Like it, it's impossible to stop sometimes because you, you change his direction at the last second. There's nothing you can do. He played extremely solid and I was very surprised. It was it was kind of neat to see, like, hey, like we'll be able to stick in these games. Like this guy's gonna come out here and play like this because even uh, as we go into like the next game, like he's got great stats right now at even strength. Like it, the, as long as the Hawks stay out of the box, like they're gonna be in these games close because he's been he's been making monster saves. Yeah, this there game was a could ton, have been really ugly. A ton of saves that he made that I was like, holy shit! All right, and I think that I don't know. 
maybe he likes it. <laughs> I like, think but I would I would always I always love like just making monster saves and just being right. like, oh, I'm in the zone now. Like you can do whatever you want. Like if if it's gonna be me, it has to be like perfect fucking. He probably you know he's yeah he probably does feed off of stuff like that too. And I also think that he's got to have a chip on his shoulder coming into the season. He was traded for nothing. Yeah, like he was traded. He was traded with a first just for a second rounder. Yeah, just to get like, I mean, obviously that we know the reason why for that was it was a cap clear thing. It's I mean, but like still, it's like you're going to tell me you're going to go into your next season and just be like, oh, well, whatever it is, what it is like. No, you're going to come and pissed off. It's the same thing with Domi and Anthony CU. Like these are guys that theoretically should be signing long term deals and better contracts and they need to prove themselves. So they got, you know, they got that little chip on their shoulder. Um, and that's why it's nice to see that they, all of those guys played very well in the first game. The Anthony or Athena CU and Domi both get points in their first game as Hawks. Razik puts up a pretty solid game. I mean, there's not much more you can ask for about from guys that you likely want to trade either this season or next when it comes to Morazic next season, probably. But like these two guys, if they can, keep that going like that'd be fantastic and then here was something to a stat from this game that is awesome and it was something that really was an issue for this team the past couple of years is the face-off percentage Hoss won 61 percent of the face-offs in this game uh Taze finished with 71 percent win um Domi with 58 I think Taze was it was like 11 for 14 was his face-offs or something like that or close to that um he it was just, it was overall, it was such as a great game from like the fundamentals, like small things. And speaking of tapes too, again, he led the team with shots on goals with three. And I know you're going to say, oh, that's not a lot. I mean, well, the team only put 17 shots on goal that game. Holy sh- I just now looking at the stats and I didn't realize it, but Seth Jones was credited with eight hits during yeah. that game. 33 hits for the Hawks. They out hit the team. I think that's that's Luke Richardson's plan, yeah. man. He wants them to be a pain in the fucking ass. And you can see like they maybe went a little too aggressive and that's why they took so many penalties. But like they really took it to Colorado. And when it was five on five, there wasn't anything. They didn't give them shit except I mean, they actually it's because Mirazic did save their ass like a bunch of times, but <laughs> it- but it was good. They held their own, and like we said before going into the season, it's like all we ask is not to get completely blown out every single game. Yeah. Make it interesting, you know, play tough, make the team earn everything they get against us, and one game in, I think they did that. I think they proved it. I mean, you let up. The score doesn't reflect how well they played because because of just how many power play goals it was. And the type of goals they were scored, like you mentioned, too. It's just a completely different game if, if if you don't have that. Um, all in all, just like very, I think, I mean, Mrazic was like player of the game for me because he oh, just, yeah. he, he played great in like five goals against doesn't tell the story of like what actually went down on the ice. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. Mrazic was the player of the game. Um, going on to the second of the back to back, they moved over to Vegas. And this was an interesting one for me because I didn't know, I mean, don't know what Vegas is yet, you know, like they have the potential to be really good, but they also have the potential to be really bad. Um, yeah. And the Hawks came out much better this game. They 100% took lessons from Colorado and, and adapted it to this, um, this game against Vegas. 
I'm going to pull something up here. Much more disciplined this game with only three penalties. <laughs> and, but, and it took um, – sorry, I have it written down here. I just got to find where I wrote it down. They also threw the body a lot of this game too, 41 hits. It's like I, I like when teams are aggressive like that, especially when you're not going to be the most skilled team. Like don't just lay over and die. And like you're going and playing that body every single time, every single chance that you get. Um, it's this is another one where it's like our I thought our goaltending tandem was gonna be atrocious. And all and then what do you know? Alex Stalock fucking 36 saves on 37 shots. He's insanely aggressive. <laughs> that was like that was he a looks huge, like he's yeah. so out of place sometimes. And I'm just like, what is fucking happening? But it's just getting done. I love how much he plays the puck. He's so comfortable with doing that, but like it helps that I think he is like a bigger fucking guy too. Yeah. I mean, and this was a good a he's good only five eleven. Why does he seem like he's like six four? There's a big man game. Yeah, geez. Oh, like he, he he was a feel-good story too. Like, you know, we had Jack Johnson feel-good story before. He is a feel-good yeah. story because he only had one NHL start in the last like two years or something like that. There was concerns he was ever gonna play hockey again because of side effects from having COVID and all that. So getting back out there, getting another shot at the NHL. Coming into Vegas against a play, let's call him playoff t- contender team, yeah, and stops thirty six of thirty seven. That's unreal. Um, in the set, so real quick, the set that I was looking for, um, talking about the penalties, it took him well over halfway through the the third or the halfway through the game before the Hawks took their first penalty. So they definitely learned from there. Um, they adjusted the offense. Their they first, out- their first game experience on the penalty kill. Yeah, they also. <laughs> adjusted their offense where they actually outshot Vegas in the first period, 10 to nine um, through two periods. They had more shots on goal than they did the entire first game against Colorado. So picking up what they need to fix and adjusting on the fly. And yeah, I thought that was, it was really good too. Um, And then speaking of hits again, they hit Vegas uh, 41 to what was it? 20. Yeah. 20. 20. Yeah. And in another game where the Hawks are, I mean, it's just a, a percentage or two, but they're winning more faceoffs than they're losing. Like you're going out there, Taze is getting 55%, Domi's 57%. And that's, um, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, if those are going to be your top two lines and top two center, it's like you, you're controlling the play like off the bat. Like that's going to be way helpful, especially since your team's not going to be doing too much offense typically. But especially against a team like Vegas, who is going to be really hungry. They just missed the playoffs last year, and it's their own fucking fault for not scoring a shootout goal. <laughs> and so they have – they actually – this is probably their first season that they really have something to prove. Like, they they were going into last season as playoff favorites, and then they picked up Jack Eichel and were cup favorites and completely missed the playoffs. Yeah. Like, so this team's hungry, and the Hawks played them great. I mean – they didn't come away with a goal, but they didn't get blown out. Like, and goes back into saying like, the, what the Hawks goaltending might be just looking pretty solid right now. <laughs> I don't know how, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it really, and it's, it's really going to come when we talk about San Jose game, but still like they're buying into what coach Richardson's putting out there. And, yeah. and that is what's key right there too, because yeah, 90% of this roster isn't going to be on this team when it comes time to for this team to contend again. 
but yeah. you start building that atmosphere of this is what Blackhawks hockey is. It's going to set the tone for future for the future. And I feel through two two games from what we talked about and through three games for what we've seen so far, I feel confident that he is the guy to to run this team. I'm mean, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very happy that he is the head coach. I know we were upset that they didn't go for like you know a sex a sexy coach you know like Trotz wasn't available or wasn't coaching or stuff like that. But it's like hearing the stuff in the off season about players want to play for him. Yeah, he's like and, also was like the most deserving non head coach for a head coaching position yeah. too. And and then seeing what he's put on the ice so far through three games, like God, I. I'm ready to run through a wall for this guy, and I'm not even a fucking player. I'm just a goddamn fan. Yeah, I like I like it a lot. <laughs> um, Let's go going into San Jose though. San about, Jose uh, getting a first dub of the season much earlier than last year. Oh yeah, it was something he had to give. He had an zero and two Chicago Blackhawks, zero and three San Jose Sharks. Sharks coming off of uh, I think they blew a lead too the night before to Carolina, so they had to be Ooh, that's rough a little hungry there. Um, and the oh, first yeah, 10 minutes, that's why they weren't playing with Reimer, right? Yeah. Cockman in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first half of the first period was all Chicago. They were yeah. just all over San Jose. They just couldn't get one past, uh, Cockman. Uh, then the second half, it was like, talk about one end versus the other end. Like you got both, both, it's typical, like what could have happened, happened in the first period by both ends. You know, Blackhawks were taking control of the first half, and then San Jose came in the second half. And then I was like, fuck, this is going to be a long game. Yeah. Um, especially letting them, like, vintage Chicago Blackhawks goal with 30 seconds left in the period. Uh, okay. it, also, the fact that that goal from Eric Carlson goes off of Seth Jones, I don't know if I've ever really paid attention as much as seeing somebody put the puck in their own net on accident as Seth Jones. I swear to God, he last season, he probably poked in or went off his skate like four to five times. And then he's off to a hot start this season. He's already got one. And it's just because it goes off his skate. And it's just, I don't know how unlucky he is, but he does have like the highest percentage chance of that possibly happening to him. Because in game one, he played 25 minutes. In game two, he played 27 minutes. And, and then this game, he played 24. So he's out there the most. He's probably in front of the net the most. But it's just he's wild the, to me that the puck just finds him, tips off of him, and then finds its way into the net as often as it does. He's the he's the dice of the Chicago Blackhawks. We always have the joke that dice always puts at least one in on Pots every single game. <laughs> Jesus. It's so crazy. Um, After that, though, second hey, period, second period. It's a completely different game, bud. Blackhawk, uh, Blackhawks get on the board with Jonathan Taves, a uh, little mini breakaway, which yeah. he almost, almost fucked it up. Just squeezes it in there. Also, the fact that J- Tyler Johnson held that puck in the zone and then cruised it right across the blue line to him, just out of reach of the defenseman, so that he just got that free little breakaway. I was like, oh, 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 shit. Okay, all right. Yeah, was- I'm all about it. Hawks are in the game. Sounds great. And then the Hawks go and take some fucking penalties. They and take a penalty. Like, no. Yeah, take a penalty. Um, Sam Lafferty and Jason Dickinson. Apparently which, should be like best bros now. Jason yeah. Dickinson's first game as a Blackhawk as well. 
finally got his visa or, uh, all worked out, gets out there, and, oh, talk about two fucking, like, you know, firecrackers. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, clear the puck in the zone. Dickinson goes in the corner, just fucking hammers the guy, throws the puck in front. Lafferty's just sitting there, puts it away. Yeah. Well, that, was the, that was the second one. Because the first one they both, was the, the exact same play. It was pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I think Lafferty <laughs> chased the first one down, passed it out to Dickinson. Dickinson takes the shot. Lafferty cr- went to the front of the net instead of just fucking watching the play happen. Wide open net. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Cool. But what happened? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right yeah, now? Yeah, what, what the Sharks fucked up there was they had the five on four delayed penalty. And they they ran off oh, like yeah, forty they, seconds. They didn't touch it. They didn't let the Hawks touch it. Yeah, they kept going for it. It's like I know it's NHL hockey, but fuck, like I was taught, you got a five on four and then delay penalty. You fucking dump that puck in, you give it to them, and yeah, so you get the five on three. I don't care if you're an NHL team or not. Like, yeah, take advantage yeah. of the five on three. Yeah, don't like have the panic like six on four. Like as soon as they touch it, like oh okay, play's dead. Like play five on three doesn't make sense but yeah i mean cool for us yeah <laughs> so two shorthanded goals within like two minutes and like what five just, seconds just two, under two minutes or yeah something yeah, like just that under two minutes um yeah. love it hawks go i i didn't expect them to come out of that period with the lead especially after the way the first period ended oh yeah that's that's the difference between Hawks hockey this year and Hawks hockey last year, I think, because like after the Hawks give up stuff like that in the first period last year, it's just kind of like like a dead fish. Like, okay, I guess we'll just play oh, the rest of this one out. Oxygen just gets sucked out of the building, and yeah. it's just it's over. Um, third period, Hawks pick up right where they're at. Um, this is what I love. Uh, Hawks lose the draw in the defensive zone. Tyler Johnson lays out, blocks the shot from the point. Puck bounces right up to Taylor Radish, who goes on for a breakaway and puts it in the net. A little forehand back in. How do you do? Yeah, how do you do, bud? <laughs> and then uh, to to wrap it up, Jason Dickinson gets on the board with his first as a Blackhawk. Like, what a snipe, too. Yeah, holy shit. What a snipe. <laughs> And the, I love the fact that Lafferty assisted on his goal as well. So, so both like of them, yeah, both three point three nights points. for the two of them. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, who would have expected that at all? And it came out too before the game. We totally forgot to talk about this. That apparently Dickinson was playing with a broken hand last year, and he didn't even yeah. realize it. How yeah. the fuck does that happen? How would, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How do you not realize? Hey, my hand feels fucking weird. <laughs> like. Uh, so Jason Dickinson, not the smartest guy, but puts out three points in his first Hawks game. I'm all about it, man. Plus the fact that we traded him or we traded Stillman for him and we got a second rounder for him. Hey, man, just continue to do well. It's going to look so bad on Vancouver's end. <laughs> so I like what you did with the first game, giving out a player of the game. I'm giving a player of the game for this one with Tyler Johnson. I oh, yeah? Between his assist on the Taves goal the the sacrifice in the body for the second assist of the game. On top of that, he put up four hits through the game. He was running at guys, you know, not letting any easy plays happen in two block shots, uh, a takeaway. And I just think he, for the first time, I don't, I don't even know how long, even back, even before he was still in Tampa, like 
that was the first time I seen Tyler Johnson play like Tyler Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's been battling a lot of injuries, like, and he had a great game, but I, I don't know how you can't say like Lafferty or I think Jason Dickinson would get the game, like, player of the game for me because the two of them together just, yeah, it was great. But I just would say Jason Dickinson's goal was just so nasty compared to Lafferty's little just pop ins in front of that. Oh, no, but, 100%. Yeah. I just figured. Low pick and fruit, Ooh, man. I knew you were going to go for that one. So Tyler Johnson there. Great, uh, great game all around. Another good game from Razik as well. I mean, after the first period, shut it down and had a good save percentage, 9-2-3, only two goals against, 26 shots. And dare I say it, like, Hawks are looking good through three games. <laughs> they they look like they were improving from game one to game three. They're definitely learning. That's... Uh, but the team, the teams that they played, the teams that they faced, surely went down in quality, like and in expectations wise. Yeah. But if they're going to be in tight with teams like Vegas, who are going to be pushing for playoffs, those are going to be really exciting games. If they're going to be possibly winning a lot of these games against like bottom feeding teams, like San Jose is, I mean, we're probably not going to be looking at like being dead last in league, but like. Fox, like we might have some great offensive games like this. And then if they're just going to be able to stick with teams like Colorado, like those are going to be exciting games as well. Like sure. They might like give up some goals on the penalty kill, but it's I think it's going to be like a kind of exciting hockey to watch, like no matter who we're playing against. So that brings me to my question about the Hawks fans. I kind of talked about it before we started, like what do you want from this team? <laughs> like, I want them to be like really bad, right? But it's like <laughs> but so, I don't know if like that. I I don't know if they're gonna be able to keep this up the whole season because no, it is a, such an a hard nosed way to play hockey that like some guys are gonna end up getting injured and we're gonna there's gonna be a lot of time missed from like some guys that are playing well right now. Like, right. but that's gonna get a lot of people into the rotation, so the younger guys are gonna get some ice time. I just don't know what the like what the fan base wants because after they lose their games this is ridiculous this team needs to you know be competitive they need to win like this is this no. is this is ridiculous then they win against the sharks well you just fucked up getting connor bedard you just fucked this whole season up and all this kind of, it's like yeah those two points that we just got yeah what are you talking about you did you think this team was going to go 82 and 0 or 0 and 82 depending on which side of the fence you were pissed off about well, you should see my NHL season in <laughs> NHL 23 because the Hawks go 82-0 and on rookie, okay? <laughs> With the same team? Yeah, same team. I just adjusted <laughs> everybody's stats so that they're all 99 overall. <laughs> it's just no, like... I mean, like, you can't be upset with them playing hard-nosed hockey. Like, it's, a, it's, it's good that they're not just letting teams beat them. It's not great that they're going to be winning more games than they're than I want them to because of the way that they're playing. But like at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to be out of the bottom of the like top 10 in the league. You don't need to be the worst team. In bottom the 10 in the league. Really. Yeah. You, you don't, don't need to be the worst team. It just gives you the best chance at first overall, but how often has that happened? I think it was like twice, the last like the few last, years. Yeah. I think the last two have been, but then it's only like, 50. Was Buffalo the worst team last year? Yeah. No, it was Montreal than Buffalo. Oh, Montreal, that's right. They were that's why they got first. Yeah. Um, so it's like you just have to be 
in the bottom five. Yeah, if they're bottom yeah. three, that's pretty good. I would love like a top three pick, but I mean, you can't go wrong after like honestly a top five pick. You can't go. It, it doesn't hurt. Obviously, yeah. number one is Golden Connor Bedard. That's that's yeah. game change right there. That's that's Anything best case happen. scenario. That's best case scenario right there. But there's enough talent in this draft where I think in any other year, draft year, you'd be like, oh, that's the first overall pick this year. Oh, that's the first. You know what I'm saying? Like if those guys that are projected to go top five had their own draft class, they would be the first overall pick in their particular draft class. So that's a good thing. Like you don't have to be, you know, the worst team in the league. So if you're bitching about this, stop, enjoy it. Yeah, it's maybe good. the Hawks it, make the playoffs. This is much better hockey than yeah. No, don't go there. Let's <laughs> let's not let's not do that. But it's like this is it's much better hockey than what we were honestly expecting. Granted, it's only three games, but still enjoy it while it's it lasts. Three games. Because, yeah, enjoy it while it lasts because it could change fairly quickly. Um, do you have any other takeaways from from the game so far? Oh, I I love the <laughs> I wrote down. The Patrick Kane quote to Seth Jones with the "What the fuck are you doing?" in the Colorado game. I forgot about that. He's like, "What was he doing?" I mean, we're on the power play and he's outside the zone. I guess he was just nervous that they're going to score a shorty, but it was kind of funny. Kaner just goes palms up, like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. There was a couple times that first game too against Colorado um, that I'm watching Taze and Kane's face, and I'm like, "Oh man, they are regretting not putting that trade request in already." <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the first three games is going to kind of keep them in Chicago for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, it's, they, they keep that kind of play up. They're going to be out sooner than they than we want. <laughs> because, <laughs> hey, hey, we're not trying to win a lot of games here. <laughs> we're going to yeah. have to trade you. <laughs> so looking ahead at the schedule coming up, um, the next three games, uh, they have the home opener tonight uh, against Detroit. Uh, Detroit is two. Oh, and one. Um, I guess first, let me ask you this Does this game mean anything to you like it has in the past? No, not really. Like, like I just, I don't know, I kind of like Detroit. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as saying I like Detroit, I don't hate them. It's, yeah, like there used to be the time when. You, you you get the schedule for the year. You find when Detroit when they play Detroit, and you pencil that down in as I am going all out and just fuck this team, fuck everybody on there. Detroit sucks and all that kind of stuff. And now it's like, oh, they're playing Detroit. Yeah, Maybe I don't I'll like David Perron. Fuck that guy. David Perron. He's on. He's on Detroit. <laughs> I kind of, I mean, I still want them to beat Detroit. Like, I, it's just not much of a rivalry when they're in the other conference. Doesn't have that flair anymore. Yeah. You know, like if we're, if we're not able to knock them out of the playoffs or keep them out of the playoffs in our own conference, it's kind of like, all right. (laughs) I know, I know, I think we both agree that St. Louis is probably the new rival for the Hawks. But yeah. at this time right now, and the Hawks aren't being good, is it really fair to even say we have a rival? Or do you uh, still kind of want that rivalry to kind of, it's like as one of those, like, hey, at least we got this going, you know, to look forward to these kind of games? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, when they do play St. Louis, with the way that the Hawks are playing now, like, 
where they're take they're playing the body and St. Louis is kind of a big team too. Like that's probably going to be a game where a lot of guys are going to get really rough. You're going to see a lot of scraps, maybe a lot after the whistle kind of shit definitely happening. Yeah. So uh, you'll probably, you, you know, you know, Bennington is going to swing a stick at somebody or fake a punch. Hmm. And I hope somebody just comes up. I just, wouldn't it be awesome if the first person to finally just like when Bennington does like the fake punch and then somebody finally like actually hits him for it? It's a hawk. Yeah, Max Domi. Max Domi just takes him out. He Uh-oh. fake swings his stick at him. Domi swings his stick right back and just cracks him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you saw what he did to Connor Murphy, and apparently they're friends. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Get him up for the rival. Oh. The rivalry. Yeah. Because like, I mean. Yeah, I guess he played in Montreal because otherwise, like, what team has he played for that had like a, a pretty big rival? He started yeah. in Montreal, so like, I don't know, I don't remember what he did there, but jeez. All right, so yeah, Friday be Detroit two zero and one. Uh, probably going to see Peter Morazic in net again for that one after almost a week off. Yeah, I don't. Six know, I'm excited. Off. Very a very rested team. A relaxed team who uh, had a you know team bonding in in LA after the after the San Jose game they they stayed in California for like an extra day or two and oh, cool. and stuff so yeah be really excited to see uh, then on Sunday um, Seattle and Eddie Olchek come back to town well, I guess not Eddie Olchek but you know Seattle Kraken's yeah. in town um, they're one he'll be, two, he'll two. Be announcing it. Yeah, one, two, and two right now. It's Seattle. Again, it's a team. I don't know. They're young in, like, the right ways. They have veterans because of expansion draft. This would I be mean, interesting. It's interesting to see how they play, how the Hawks play them, too, because this is another team that's kind of floating in the same territory as Chicago right now. I think they yeah. have a little bit more upside potential than Chicago. But yeah, I mean, they have much. some of the guys in place for their future already, yeah. like Manny Beneers and Shane Wright. They Manny Beneers kind of... is still just a point shy of being a point per game player, like all the time. Like, he's going to be so good. Seattle's kind of where I'm wishing the Hawks will be like next year. That'd be, that'd be great. Like, they kind of know who who's going to be the, the force, like who they're going to be their core, but they're not quite there yet. To... Yeah. I don't, I don't know if Seattle really has like the, they, they have their two centers, Shane Ryan Beneers, but like, who's, who's on the back end? Like who's the big guys for them there. So you're saying the Hawks are better off because we got our back end already. We also have possible goaltenders of the future too. Boom, boom, boom. We have all three zones already kind of taken care of. Yeah. And we got Nazar. There's which, like a, oh, which by the way, we forgot part. to mention for housekeeping there. He actually is having surgery. Yeah. He's out. There was undisclosed, still undisclosed, but he's going to have surgery and put is a potential. It could be season ending. Yikes. So that's not good. But again, no rush for him. Get healthy, have a year at Michigan. Yeah, it would have been pretty neat to, if he played in Michigan because one of the top picks is a Michigan kid and Adam Fantilli. Yeah. And if we ended up getting him and having Nazar and him already, like, playing together. Because this kid, he's also a center, though, too. But, I mean, somebody could move to a wing. Yeah. 
But yeah, that, that's kind of one of the bummers. But I was really hoping to get to really follow him this year in college too, which just sucks. Yeah. But, so, and he's he was supposed to get top line minutes too in Michigan. Yeah. Which is even more frustrating that he goes down. But it's even more frustrating. I think the most frustrating thing is just not knowing exactly what the injury is. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's very like hush hush. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just funny too. speculation, everybody it's gone. I've seen he's a shoulder injury to an ankle to ACL to sports hernia. Um, so they pretty much co- almost cover the entire body about potential injuries. So it's gotta be he, something. <laughs> he needs a whole new nervous system. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then on, on Tuesday, um, will be the last game we preview here really quick. The Florida Panthers come to town who um, is a cup favorite still, I think. Yeah. I don't think anything's changed through yeah. four games max for some teams. Yeah. They're three and one right now at this moment. I don't know when they play next. They're not playing tonight. Okay. Better. Um, but yeah, they're four, three and one. They've been looking really good too. Uh, Paul Maurice. I think people were a little bit concerned about how, him coming into the fold with his game, just especially how his tenure with the Jets ended. So they were kind of wondering if he was going to actually bring him down a bit, but so far so good. Uh, again, though, it is early. So a lot of this could change. I mean, yeah, Florida is going to be a dangerous team. They just have all the pieces, um, except for the fact that Aaron Eckblad went down. But, um, so he's going to be out for a few weeks. So their defense was already a little bit questionable. Like, since they don't have a Uyghur, but apparently I saw a lot of things where like people were like, yeah, Uyghur's such a defensive liability. It's fine that we don't have him. I was like, oh, okay. I guess I didn't really pay. I didn't watch him a lot, but I, his stats showed um, Yeah, Ekblad, I was saving this yeah, for NHL talk, but a lower, he lower body injury. He's on the IR expected to be out until at least November 12th. Yeah. So that's, so that's rough. That's only a few weeks, but. Yeah. He, he missed a lot of also, time last year too, didn't he? A lot of people just, yeah, like he was in the Norris race, and then he went down like towards the end of the season. I didn't. I don't think he played in the playoffs. No, he didn't. So yeah, it's like he's just somebody that they really need to stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sure they'll do fine, but like they could be like at another level if that guy's actually healthy. Still only 26 years old. <laughs> Bananas. I feel like he's been <laughs> lived for 20 years. Yeah, it's it's wild. He played 61 games last year, and I don't think any of them were playoffs. Um, all right, do you have anything else for Hawk Talk? Uh, no. No, just excited, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll be a good game against Detroit that makes you be like, hey, pleasantly surprised yeah i mean it's just because detroit's playing it's fuck detroit but it's not like like yeah fuck detroit and i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of detroit suck chuck detroit sucks chance that is my favorite thing that happens all the time no matter if detroit's playing us or not (laughs) but i would say that's a sign too that the rivalry is kind of dead because that doesn't happen as much anymore at games, like you don't hear the random Detroit sucks chant. You'll have you, the occasional drunk guy in the 300 section, you'll hear like from one person. Yeah. But when this was a decent rivalry, it would pick up. And well, you would when the teams it. were pretty good against each other, too. Like the teams are both not exactly top of the league or at the moment. If one team's top of the league, then it's still kind of like a pretty hot rivalry because it's like you want to beat the shit out of that team. 
I will um, say it's nice though too if this, if this is the end of the rivalry, like if it is officially dead, God, it feels good that we got the last victory in it with the yeah. 2013. 2013, baby. All right, switching over to NHL talk. We'll do some injuries really quick since we mentioned Ekblad. Um, Jake Muzzin goes on the IR with a neck injury. He's out at least until the 24th. Um, Isn't Matt Murray already out too? Matt Murray, yeah, he actually got hurt in the pregame warm-up or pregame skate, um, pulled his groin. Um, he's on the IR, expected to be out until at least November 12th. And, man, Toronto's fucked with their situation. They have 50 con- NHL contracts, so they have to get rid of somebody to even make room for another contract. They have two goalies signed on contract, one Two other goalies signed. One was injured, but he was able to play their last game against Arizona. Um, and then the other one's a 19-year-old kid who's playing in Sweden, which you're yeah. not gonna do anything He's- to bring him over. Yeah. So it's like they need they need somebody to like, hey, can you take one of these contracts? They need a future future consideration, somebody like like I'm surprised somebody hasn't been like Wayne Simmons. Hey. Wayne Simmons, give us Wayne Simmons in like a a third or a fourth, and we'll. Uh, that really, that doesn't really give him enough like cap wiggle room, probably. He gives him he's a, on, like he's on like league bin. But it gives him the roster spot. That's the main thing because they have uh, with the IR stuff, LTIR. They have the cap to work with. They need a okay. roster spot so they can bring in a goalie. Oh, hmm. well, sucks to suck. Yeah. Cap geniuses. <laughs> um wrist aligning lower body he's out until at least october 24th uh tyler bertuzzi uh upper body it's out to be a, expected until november 19th nick schmaltz december 1st um connor brown lower body november 19th um so patrick just, line patrick line that one's tough yeah Columbus hasn't been playing too hot. <laughs> the funny thing, not the funny thing is, but he scores a goal and their announcers were talking about how he is, uh, he's going to get 40. He's aiming for 40 this year. And literally like 10 minutes after their announcers say that he get he, he leaves the game with the injury. Yikes. Um, Jinx. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Landis guy is out uh, until January 12th. He just had knee surgery. Uh, yeah, he didn't even start the season though. So no, it wasn't like so. anything. So, I mean, they're already out. Darren Helm, undisclosed, out until at least the 21st. So, t- today, he could potentially be back. And then Jacob Ver- uh, Ver- Verana. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> he is out as he has entered the NHL PA, like, substance program. Um, not much details came out regarding what he's in there for. Um, it did say that he has to get approved by the program before he is allowed to come back. So whatever he's dealing with, hopefully um, he's able to to get a grip of it and hang on and uh, do better. Not do better, be better, feel better. I totally be better. Yeah, be better. God, I'm such an asshole, especially if it's something bad, but. It's good to well, I will say though, it's it's really good to see more players using this. Yeah. I think Harry Price kind of put it on the map and and kind of made it as like a hey, this is an uh, this is for you. Use it and you know help yourself kind of thing. So I'm I'm glad to see that. 
Uh, let's see. Moving on to other NHL news. Gary Batman said after a four hour phone conversation with a uh, meeting with the board of governors that the players are almost paid up on the escrow. It could be paid off by the end of this season. If it does get paid off this year, the cap next year will go up by 4 million. If Ooh. it doesn't, it only goes up a million. So that will be awesome. Hopefully the players decide to just pay it off and be done with it. So people can get paid more cap space for the Hawks to use. (laughs) (laughs) To not use, to not use. No, to take on the bad contracts that like teams need to unload. But yeah, some some team out there is not going to have 4 million is not going to be enough for like Vegas. (laughs) Like, Well, let's see if teams have four more million dollars right now. Vegas would be at, what is it? Right now it's 90, or no, 82. So 86 would be, 86 and a half would be the new. Vegas yeah. is still 10 million over. Uh, Montreal is 8 million over. Tampa Bay is 5 million over. Washington's four. Edmonton Oilers, three. Toronto, two. Philadelphia, like one, or no, like 300,000. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> teams, need to learn to, teams need to learn how to spend their money. I mean, I think they do. They're right up to the cap. So they're spending <laughs> spending as wise as possible. Um, so, uh, whatever. Cap increase, that's great. Um, what are your early season surprises? Ooh. Tampa Bay sucking. They suck. What is their record? <laughs> You're one in three. Yikes. With a minus four goal differential at the moment. Played a lot of hockey over. And actually, they haven't really played a lot of hockey over the last three years. It's been shortened seasons. Yeah. Huh. Um, Mark Andre Fleury sucks. Yes. Fleury is not playing well. I mean, Minnesota as a whole is not doing great. They let up 20 goals in their first three games. And they're they're leading the the Central Division to the tank. Yeah, who would have thought that we'd have to worry about Minnesota in the in the battle for Bedard? I don't know, man. Like it they're they're supposed to be a good defensive team. Always have been. And all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, no, we just don't want to play defense like Matt Zuccarello came out and said it looks like we play defense like a fucking junior, junior team, team sometimes it's like oh okay there you go Matt's um Arizona has more points than them or we have more points than them um I I guess one of my early season surprises which I don't think was much of a surprise because it kind of hinted towards it but Jake Ottinger just being a beast and oh good it, like three goals against in three games he's He's a monster. They're three and zero. I I don't know what the score of their game is currently. They're playing right now, and they're one to one against the Leafs. But he is just really fucking good. I ever since the playoffs last year, I'm, I it seems like he's like, oh, I'm going to just shut the fucking league down now. And it's yeah. like, okay, now we got a new contender for fucking the Vesna now, and it's not fair because their best players aren't making the most money on their team. <laughs> their most expensive players are like, 
not good. Like not that great. Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan might be having a better, a little bit of a better start to the year, but God damn it, dude. Like it's not fair. You can't just bring guys in that are really young. They're going to be really good when your older guys aren't getting it done. Like what the fuck? <laughs> the Hawks had stuff like that, but we always traded those guys away yeah. to keep the older core together. And then you see guys like fucking Nick Schmaltz is doing okay. Tara Vinan's doing great in Carolina. Fucking Boquist is going to start playing great in Columbus. Um, Ryan Hartman's doing good in Minnesota. Like all these guys that we've drafted in the first few rounds are like all gone and all doing good somewhere else. It's really fucking annoying. Oh yeah. Panarin. Don't want to mention it. We had him. Remember league leader. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, how about uh early Norris candidate Shane Gosses bear leading the league? Oh, yeah, defenseman of five points. I mean, he's also tied with four other guys, three other guys, but hey, he's still up there. Central, central division, man. Everybody knew it. <laughs> Most competitive division. <laughs> I, um, how about, oh, how about Philly? Like, they Philly? just lost recently, but they they started the season three and oh, and it was just like Torts was Torts just burned his team up. Just saying they have no fucking, like, they have nothing good. And then they win the first three games. Torts. And one of those games is against fucking Tampa. And all of a sudden, Carter Hart is now, like, one of the top goalies in the league in just stats currently because we're only a few games in. But it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Torch is the master of uh, nagging, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about this? How about Vancouver setting the NHL record? For the first oh. team to lose the first four games by blowing multi-point or multi-goal leads. Unbelievable. Amazing. Jeez. Bruce, there it is. I they're they're tied I, right now with Minnesota. And I was hoping they were up two nothing at one point, but they weren't. They were up the most they were up was two to one. Hey, I mean, they can still go up. <laughs> they can still go up by a couple goals and then lose. But yeah, but what? So, what would you rather have, Vancouver, to keep that streak going, or Minnesota to finally get a win? I, uh, what do you mean, keep that streak going, or Minnesota to finally get a win? That both of that it would be the same thing. Oh, you're right. Fuck. No. <laughs> it would be Vancouver to win. Yeah, Vancouver win. Sorry, I was like, I was like wait, 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 wait. Both of those things can happen. So long day. Um, My apologies. Um, I don't know. Like I want those, I want everybody else to do better so that the Hawks can get a higher pick. But I don't know, Dallas man. If I, if Ottinger keeps that up the entire year, they're gonna be. They might finish ahead of Colorado because I don't think Colorado has the goaltending this year. I yeah no they but they don't they lost a couple pieces and I mean. Oof. Early season Vesna favorite, Jake Ottinger. And goddamn, dude, it's giving me like 2012, like Jonathan Quick vibes, where it's just like, doesn't matter what you're going to do, like he's going to stop it. And it helps that he's actually like 6'5 versus Quick's like 5'10. <laughs> All right. Out of the three truly undefeated teams, Calgary, Dallas, and Carolina. Who do you think is the last to lose a game? Um, 
I don't know. It's probably going to be like Carolina. They're just such a complete team. But I don't know who everybody's playing like in their next few games. Oh, Carolina's playing Edmonton tonight. Edmonton, Jack Campbell just can't fucking figure it out apparently while he's there. And then Calgary sure he, plays he'll, he'll, Buffalo he'll tonight. Do okay. And Calgary plays Buffalo. Watch them fucking lose to Buffalo. Buffalo is good at the start of the season, and then that's it. Dallas is up or is tied 1 1 right now, as you mentioned. Yeah. All right. So, and then out of the winless teams, who was the first dub? San Jose, Vancouver, Minnesota. I mean, I think you gotta go Minnesota. Yeah. I did not realize I can't San Jose is that bad. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> That's I, all I, got I, I knew they weren't going to be good, but like, ah, have, man, like I didn't see that. Like, who else? Timo Meyer, Thomas Hurdle, Tomas Hurdle. Um, like they got rid of Brent Burns. I thought that was going to be like an addition by subtraction, but I mean, it's more of just like, hey, like now we don't have that cap. <laughs> I mean, John Carlson's tie for the lead in points right now for them. John Carlson? I, I hear Carlson. I literally said that, and I was like, I hope I didn't say what I think I just said. Eric ah. Carlson, EK65, baby. Well, I'm sure Vancouver probably ends up getting the first win just because, like, they've shown that, like, they can score. They just give up the leads. I guess, like, Minnesota did have, like, a 7-6 game against, like, L.A., but I also want to say this. Vancouver's again. actually had leads. <laughs> yeah. I love San Jose's jerseys, New Jerseys. Oh, reverse retros? Want to talk about them? One second, though. I hate the all teal for the home. Absolutely hate Oh, that. just head to toe? I hate it. It's not really teal. It's like very whatever, green. Whatever that green, blue bullshit is. Like It's a lot. You make you put black pants on there to break it up a bit. It's fucking filthy. Yeah, but it's not for you. It doesn't matter. It's for the San Jose fans, and I think they would agree with me. They well, look like they look like sharks out there. <laughs> but what I think we can all agree is that reverse rushers came out. Yeah, and it was a lot of swings and a lot of misses. I think. I haven't fully looked at them yet. I was saving it for when we started recording. Oh, really? You haven't even looked? I've, I've kind of seen a couple of them that were leaked. I like them. I like a bunch of them. So, all um, right. So, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about them, and then we're going to do three hot, three not. So, we'll each pick our three favorite, and then we'll also pick our three that we, we don't like the most. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Word, 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 word. All right. So... Speaking Fuck, of where, I gotta find the post with like all of the jerseys. You can't take that one. I'm I not, take San oh, Jose. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, you know, fine. Let's start with we'll 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 start doing our picks right now. So you can go first. Yeah, San Jose with that fucking California Golden Seal style with the sharks. As long Ooh, as I've known, me, it makes me want known one. you. You've been yeah. all about the seals. Yeah, yeah, I just love it. I love the the colors, and it's it's crazy to me because it's like it's the teal and yellow, and they also had at one point green and yellow. But I love the teal and yellow. I think it looks so cool, and it's just mm, 
Chef's Kiss. I fucking love the style. It's so like seventies. It's fucking the greatest. So yeah, that that Sharks jersey is is amazing. Um, I I wish I like liked somebody on the Sharks because I told my wife about it and she was like, "Oh, like who would you get if like you could?" And I was like, "I don't like the Sharks though. <laughs> like, it's a blank one. I don't really care. I could get a blank one. Fuck." But, but it's like, so much cooler to have like somebody on the back. I'm in the same boat as you with my Jeremy Roenick. I'll get Roenick on the back. <laughs> That'd be really weird, right? He never wore the jersey. I don't like, yeah, I don't like that when people put names <laughs> of players that never wore the jersey. It's like why I could have bought the reverse retro you're wearing right now. Yeah. With Taves on it, but he never wore it. Yeah, that's kind of weird. He, so, he's on the team during the time that they, they actually wore it, but he never he wore never it. Wore so it. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, but I'm in the same boat with you. Like, I wish I had a player on this team that I was like, oh, I want to buy, I buy his jersey. I mean, I would, I would, I would get an EK65. Good. Ooh. Yeah. You yeah. just, you just talked yourself into it. Yeah. Uh, dude. <laughs> my number, my number one is Florida. Florida's is nice. It, it's, I just I love, love it's the sun. Logo. It's the sunshine, baby. That and it's logo. another like, like light blue. Ooh. That's yeah, just the secondary logo. They they got rid of it when they went to these stupid New Jerseys. And, oh yeah, the, the soccer ones. Yeah, and then they they brought it, that logo back. It's on the helmet now, and now that they're making a part of the crest, I hope they realize that people love love that, and they try to work it back into the jersey. Like it's just it's so nice, and I want one of these jerseys. Yeah, dude. All right, who is your first not? Oh, my first not. Yeah, I didn't know we were going not. I was looking yeah, for my second fave. Keep you on your toes. Um, my first not. First not. First not. My first not is. My first not is. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, shit, dude. Uh, my first not. Uh, Phillies suck. Um, I probably Philadelphia. Flyers. I don't. I, I don't really care for it. Uh. Do the Cooper Alls do anything for you though? That is actually really funny though. That's true. I forgot. <laughs> they are gonna be wearing the Cooper Alls. But Shit. only in warm-up. It's so stupid. Just, yeah. just do it the whole game. Fuck it. it would, it's gonna look weird because it's just gonna look like a bunch of guys running around on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> like they're playing fucking floor hockey or something. It's gonna be strange. Um, yeah. I it's not a good looking jersey. It's kind of lame. Flyers don't really have much to work with at any of their jerseys ever. Like yeah. the logo's pretty just plain and boring. Colors are okay. It kind of just makes me think of Halloween. Like I don't know. Yeah, I would just go Philly with the first one. Okay. Um for my first not. I'm going with Calgary. Yeah, I was just looking at that one. <laughs> I I just I don't know. That the extra diagonal line in on the bottom there coming up, like I understand that was like the jersey and all that. I just so what's it supposed to be? Like, is it leading to the logo or is yeah, it like I, it's weird? It's strange. Not a fan. All right, your next hot. Uh, I kind of really like Arizona's. Oh, dude, so good. It's. I, it's no one ever has used, I think, like the burnt sienna like color. Well, said, yeah, so I'm reading here, um, making this the first time that this trending earth tone color has ever been worn by an NHL team, according to Adidas. And then it still has like that de- that desert like 
lower part with like the mountains and the cactus and I just Arizona's just got fire jerseys all the time man like I'm I wish they had somebody on the team same as the Sharks like they that I really liked I like, wish I can't get a Phil Kessel jersey with this yeah. because he's not on the team for this one and we just talked about that you know like, I, I can get I can get a Jeremy Roenick this <laughs> guy <laughs> he never wore but played on those teams um i i secretly was hoping they were gonna bust out like a arizona state jersey mm-hmm. for their for the reverse retro just it's like lean into the joke that would be really good um all right my next hot i'm going with the islanders Ah uh, yes, they uh they kind of forgot that they were doing reverse retro the first time around, and they just put a darker blue on their jersey. So it's nice to see that they brought back the fisherman. And your text was the best that they should yeah. wear it against the sharks, the kraken, and, and Vancouver. Uh, and Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time they should wear those jerseys. <laughs> All right, your second knot. Uh Detroit. It's just lame. What the fuck? And here's the issue that I have too is like the Hawks is kind of just the same. So guys, just take, I'm just gonna say that now. Then so you take Detroit, I'm taking Chicago. They they're the exact same fucking jerseys. Yeah. The Hawks just have like a white stripe, but they both literally just say Chicago and Detroit in a black stripe in the middle of the chest. Um, the other thing, since you're saying the Hawks, did you notice that the Hawks it has the logo on just one shoulder? Like what is that? So That's really weird. I we were talking on another group text about the jerseys, and they're like, I don't. What is Detroit and Chicago thinking? I'm like, well, we know why Chicago. What Chicago's doing? They're not the logo issue. Blah blah blah. Like they're gonna do whatever they probably there. I don't know what Detroit's excuse is. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I just I really hope that this isn't one of those things like these companies because obviously the Hawks aren't the ones designing these jerseys. Like it, this is Adidas coming in designing it. I think. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're taking input from the team, but I hope that this isn't a trend of like the Hawks aren't going to have a cool jersey until they give in to the the change the logo crowd. Yeah. I really, I really just have what we're going for. Like, if this whole thing is just like history never repeats, it's like okay. Which like that's like their like slogan, but like a lot of a lot of these jerseys are like from the past. So how about I really Minnesota I really literally showing doing the same jersey. History doesn't repeat. There's their whole Oh, it's the same jersey as last season. I didn't even it's, realize it's that. Like, yeah. It's exactly the same. I just I want like a Chicago flag colored Blackhawks jersey. Yes. <laughs> like why? How, we are you if you look at if you look at Montreal, they literally have the exact same colors as what the Hawks would have if it was if it was a if it was um uh Chicago flag jersey. Look at Colorado. They essentially took the Colorado flag colors. Yeah. Well, that's isn't it with the old Rockies? Well, they yeah yeah, but it's like they took the it Rockies. Is, it is the flag though. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's sick too. <laughs> I just I don't I don't know if that's my third, but I don't know. Ever ever since they did that that warm up jersey with the Chicago colors, I've wanted that to to make a jersey like that. All right, your your last hot. 
it's so childish, but I loved this jersey a long time ago. It's Tampa Bay Lightning. I knew you were. <laughs> <laughs> or it's the Storm jersey. Dude, the thing is cool as fuck. It reminds me. It's the same thing as like that uh, Wild Wing jersey that the Anaheim Ducks had. It's like cartoony yeah. as shit, but it was like cool as fuck when I was a kid. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's cliff note that because that's going to go into my not what you're just talking about. I'm going to, I'm going to save it for my, I'm picking for my not. Okay. Um, my last hot, I'm torn between like three, mm, four Seattle. actually. I'm going to go Washington. Okay. As my hot. I fucking love that. The cult, the black Jersey with it. I don't, the, I don't like really? it. I don't like the screaming Eagle. I think it's fucking stupid. Oh, I think it's awesome. And the fact that, the jersey that Ovechkin wore as a rookie is now a, a retro is yeah. hilarious to me. They shouldn't give him the C during that whenever they wear it. So, <laughs> so it's just like when he was a rookie. All right. Your last not. My last not. Um, shit. It's going to be difficult. What is a, what's a good not? I don't know. Minnesota is the same. But Columbus is bad. <laughs> okay, so I have like a side by side of Columbus and Dallas, and they're the exact same almost style jersey. It's just like the the shoulders that run down the sleeves as like a stripe, yeah. black front, and then just like lower stripes. But yeah, that's I don't. That's just boring. It's really boring. <laughs> it's really boring. A really long neck too. Holy shit! <laughs> the girl doing like, literally, yeah, looking like up and like making her look even like. Yeah, like, I don't um, know if we're like. Yeah, I think we're looking at the same picture. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, what do you think? What, what did you go with, Columbus? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Columbus. I think okay. it's just boring. All right, so going back to what you're bookmarking it about the cartoon. All that you had Tampa Bay with that, then you had Mighty Wing with Anaheim the year before. Yeah. My last knot is LA because they are fucking cowards for not bringing back the Burger King. Mm. They are cowards for not bringing. So you're back just upset with LA, not yes. New Jersey. No, 100%. They are cowards for not giving the people what they want. I like that. I like LA's jersey though. So I will put an no, I'm like I won't take them because it is a nice jersey. Um, <laughs> Nashville's the cyber cyber panther. I like the cyber, cyber panther. Cyber predator. I like Pittsburgh too. The Robo. Yeah. Fuck. That's my that's my old Oak Park Eagles man. I love Edmonton. I mean, not gonna lie, there's not I I I don't like Vegas, but I it is very Vegas. I guess for my and last it glows knot, in the dark. Yeah, it glows my, in the dark. My last knot's gonna be Toronto, just because it's like, what are you doing? Isn't that what like their jerseys were for the Winter Classic like a few years ago? Again, history doesn't repeat itself. So let's essentially take like you. Uh, I don't know. Like it would be great if like if you want to say history doesn't repeat itself, like do shit that the hawk that they've never worn. Do shit the Hawks have never worn. Like. Like use, be wild with it. Use the template. Use the template of like a f- former jersey 
like that that winter classic jersey from the first Hawks winter classic, uh, the black with the yeah hand whatever. Do that template with the Chicago flag colors. Boom. Yeah, and you can do a red jersey. You can make it a red jersey with just like the light blue in it, like replace like the black or something. Like I don't know. I would. I just one day. I mean, they're gonna. They have to do it at some point, right? I mean, if they keep this up, I mean, it depends on what the new jersey manufacturer is going to want to do. Yeah. Uh, like, I know NH NBA does it like does it cool like I mean they have it. They the NBA has games, like sixteen jerseys, but they do like the city edition, and it's like the Bulls have had the Chicago flag colors. They've had the Chicago theater like font style, like f- signed fonts and all that kind of stuff. It's like you can do some cool shit with like stuff from the cities. It's like let's yeah, bring it up. Rep the cities. Yeah. That'd be really fucking cool. So, all right. So I think that about does it. Episode 197, Tanner, what do you want to call it? We have to start naming these again because there's no. Oh, yeah. Start of something special. All right. Like it. Oh, Luke Richardson debut. I don't know. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to the team, Jason Dickinson. Uh, (laughs) Oh, it's the Laffy Dick line, bro. The (laughs) shot. They're the shorthanded killers, the Laffy Dick line, bro. Uh, the lap- else, no, else, I know what else? I'm calling it. I know what I'm calling it. The Laffy Dick line, bro. <laughs> Didn't even say it until just now. It's going to be such a weird title and be like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> All right. So for Jerem and Tanner, this episode 197, uh, it's the lap- it's the Laffy Dick line, bro. Uh, make sure to follow us on all social media at WCB Podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all your podcast platforms. Five star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And yeah, we will. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Hey, Hawks, Hawkeye, baby, let's go. Love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.